Welcome to the Activating Consciousness podcast platform. This platform is an amalgamation of a number of platforms from HexoChange, including Activating Consciousness, the Right Here, Right Now live show, the Inside Out show, and also the repurposing of a number of blogs, vlogs, poems, and other forms of media that all combine together are here to offer you the opportunity to raise the level of consciousness in yourself, in those around you, and in society at large. We believe at HexoChange that we are on the cusp of an exponential shift in human consciousness, unleashing the potential that we have never imagined possible. We hope to go on that journey with you together, and feel free to subscribe at hexochangenow.com. One word for regular updates. See you around. Hi there, welcome to the Right Here, Right Now live show. This show has one simple question. What's on your heart and mind right here, right now in this moment? We explore the depths and breadths of our humanity through that one simple question over the course of 30 to 45 minutes. I hope that you'll join us. I hope you'll enjoy the exploration. And this tune was created for me personally by the incredible Peter Griffiths, one half of the amazing Mind Takeaway. Do let us know what you think. Let us know what you take away. And of course, we always welcome challenges too. Hope to see you on the exploration. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm like super excited. Look at that smiling face on the other side of Europe. Mr. Tom van der Luvo. How are you, sir? Great to see you today. Hi, Gary. I'm uh, I'm actually um, on a mental level. I'm doing very fine, so perhaps that's why I'm smiling. Uh, but I have a little bit of a cough because I have uh, we have two uh, small children, and um, yeah, this is a typical time of the year where yeah, you in in a family you are you have a cough continuously. Uh, so, but it's uh, it's fine. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us again. For those that may may not have met Tom before, uh, Tom joined us back on episode 102 of the Value Through Vulnerability podcast a couple of years ago. And that was pre-pandemic, I think, Tom. So a lot's changed, but maybe not a lot has changed. So please introduce yourself. Take a couple of moments to, to, to let those that are watching us live or may watch this back know a bit about Tom van der Luber before we go exploring today. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I... Sorry, I actually didn't know that it was that long ago. Uh, but time flies when you're having fun. Eh? I think it's it's called. Um, I'm 53. I'm Dutch. Um, I'm active as an entrepreneur in the Netherlands, but I live in Zurich, which is just by coincidence. I lived here before uh, the company started, and my my former colleagues asked me uh, to join. We do mortgage advice. Uh, but most of the time, I don't speak about mortgage advice. I'm also not a specialist on that topic. Uh, but we mainly, um, let's say, discuss topics like um, putting people first uh, in the in the workplace, uh, or talking about uh, being human. So this kind of topics. So um, if people have seen me before or Google stuff then mostly it's about other topics and not about mortgage advice. 
so so interesting i just i just love that frame tom as well like we're sort of coming out of this hundred years of here's my business card my identity is within this six inch by three inch piece of card and instead you're just like no here's the human being it's about people first and by the way we also offer mortgages you know it's, it's completely flipped which i think is fantastic yeah although one has to say that for instance um i stopped doing uh talks with uh, applicants um because uh people should feel attached to let's say the business so in the past i um i also interviewed candidates and then and then we found out that i, I was doing not a good job why because people like self-organization and transparent salaries and the purpose etc cetera, etc cetera. and then a year and a half a year later they thought mm, i didn't like to give mortgage advice or or whatsoever and so there should be let's say for the company there should be a connection to the topic as well mm -hmm. no, no no fair point so, so tell us like i say we, we love going on very open explorations on this platform tom so what what in particular is on your heart and mind right here right now in this moment on the 22nd of november um yeah it's 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 funny um because i actually didn't didn't put put it in my calendar to to think about this answer uh, because i already uh, ha had forgotten to be totally honest about it so so what is on my mind is is, is a post i saw this morning um, um about uh, degrowth so i mean we just had this glasgow climate uh, topic eh, or conference uh, and i don't want to dive into 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 this conference but i think we are moving much more into a direction of what i would call less is more of degrowth so we have to we have to shrink and we and we're still not capable to leave this path of growth with this just uh, um yeah, it, it, it just doesn't work anymore. So so this we still don't realize that it's about less and not about more, which I find totally interesting because in this in this world of art and architecture, and I in the past I wrote an article about what we can learn uh, from Mies van der Rohe, the famous architect who built this uh, this pavilion in, in, in Barcelona. It's about less. Mm -hmm. Um and, uh, and and I saw a post this morning and I thought, yes, it is about less, but we're not able, especially in the business context, we're not able to accept this. Tom, if you, I was not expecting that to be the thing that was on your heart and mind, but I'm so pleased that it is because I'm finding since we last spoke, these topics are actually more and more on my heart and mind, which one, one of which is sustainability, regeneration. How do we live in line with nature's planetary boundaries so these sorts of things are popping up more and more for me but that degrowth topic i work in the chemicals industry and it's all about double digit growth year on year year on year year on year and there's almost myopic so i'm really interesting what what about the degrowth topic is particularly interesting for you because you've got a business which i guess is also growing in some, some yeah, states. Right. So, so i'm wondering what what's the interplay for you between growing a business and degrowth yeah, it's very interesting because the topic comes, um, this question uh, comes more often. I think that especially those companies who are, let's say, trying to change something, they have to do exactly the opposite. So they have to grow just to get a, a bigger a bigger part of, of, of this market 
to be able to change something. So you have mm. a very strange situation that on the one hand, you let, let's say if I just talk about my own opinion, we have to shrink on a macro level. We have to grow on a company level. So we have to get a bigger market share of let's say mortgage advice in the Netherlands. Because we, if we want to change something, we have to be the market leader. So we can't just leave it to the bad guys. So if you are a good guy, you have to you have to win the game, so to say. But mm-hmm. on the on the personal level, I I there is it's about less is more again. So it's about reflection, about about that more wealth or more houses or more cars or more clothes don't make you happier. No, the opposite is the case. And then, and then, and then you, you let's say you, you, you look into your cupboard and you see the amount of shirts you have or a pair of shoes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you realize that you perhaps only need two jeans or two <laughs> pair of shoes, and 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 it even is a burden to have such a huge cupboard full of clothes, which perhaps let's say half of the stuff or three quarters of the stuff you don't wear. So, and you see this also if you talk about consumption, that. For instance, I always ask, do I really need this? So, so I, I, I don't like shopping. So for me, it's perhaps it's a little bit easier than a lot of other people, but I don't like shopping. But if I have this idea, I, I, I want something, I try to reflect and say, do I really need it? And, and not always in this, in this big environmental framing, let's say, uh, asking yourself how many liters of, 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 of clean water your new jeans would cost somewhere in the environment, but more where 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 is this reason to have a, another one? Or mm-hmm. is this a kind of mental game where I should say to myself, I could buy it, I also could buy two extra, but I reflect on this and I say, no, I take the active decision not to buy. It's a kind of mental game. So I, I think it's interesting because on the one hand, you have this individual discussion of less is more then in the middle of the company, which wants to change something and wants to grow. And then on the, on the macro level, we also have to shrink. So kind of strange sandwich situation. Do you know something? But, but I love this. I, I, I really appreciate how you brought that. Yeah, you, you almost have to get to a critical mass almost to be, yeah, to be seen to be serious stroke, have the power within that particular market dynamic to drive the change. Because if you're just, if you're the small minnow in the nicest possible way, it's easy just to stamp stamp out that small voice. But if you're leading it, then you've got more influence for change. I think that's a really beautiful framing, actually. Yeah, and there are also two aspects. So in our case, it is we wanted to know where does the money come from, from your mortgage, and where does it go to? And mm-hmm. we, 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 we try to, to find out and we try to ask those banks, can you please tell me where the money comes from and, and where it's brought to after the mortgage uh, has been taken to the customer. And, and you just don't get the information. So, so perhaps sometimes they say, no, it's, it's not your topic. Or they say, we also don't know it. So, so um, and then we said, okay, yeah, let's try to get a kind of label or a certificate etc but we only have one percent of the market so mm-hmm. so so we don't have let's say the people who can work on this on a daily basis 24 hours um but it's also we are just not important enough 
So it's like it's like this small mouse uh, uh, telling the elephant, could you please uh, move a little bit to the left side? And then the elephant says, uh, who are you? And uh, if you're if you're unlucky and then you're crushed by the elephant's uh, uh, foot. So so that's why at a certain point we just said, okay, we, we just give up on this. Uh, we make still our point when there is a possibility, but let's focus on growing, growing, growing. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 the bigger we get, the more influence we will have. Yeah, it's it it, it, it makes so much sense, and I think it's interesting because um one of my friends, Lucy, who's actually a sustainability consultant, Tom, she's been doing a lot of work around carbon literacy, and part of that has been the financial market. So I had a look at my own pension funds, in fact, last yeah, week. The same. And I was having a look and going, okay, yeah, okay, when, and the ethical funds of which I have 88 with my employer. There's 88 funds I can choose from. Two of them are classed as ethical. And within those ethical funds, you've got mining companies, oil companies. Yeah, so, right. it's, so, it's, so it's very interesting that even when, even if you're being a conscious consumer, it's still not easy to place your money where your heart maybe wants to place the money. It's a little bit, it's a little bit um, to get it very practical. It's, it's a little bit like if you go into a grocery shop, so that 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 we're very used to where where do the bananas come from and is a Shikita or the Max Havelaar certificate or is is the milk from from I don't know the farmer around the corner or whatsoever depending on 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 what you consume and then and then and then in our case you talk about the financial industry and if it's impact investing in the pension in the pension schemes or the mortgages these are the huge the huge parts or the huge brackets and then and everybody always says uh, yeah I, I don't know where the money comes from and and if you ask clients then they say oh, i never realized this i only mm -hmm. go for i need a mortgage fast what's the interest rate and and shall i what kind of duration what kind of decision shall, shall i shall i take in 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 if it's talk more or less about financial planning, but nobody says, where does the money come from or where does it go to? Mm. So still a long way to go. But I love that you've got that vision. So tell us a little bit about, um, for those, again, that may not know you, Tom, around the self-management piece. There's, there's a lot of great literature. You've written some brilliant blogs and articles around your approach as, you know, busy to, to the mortgage market. Um, where did that inspiration for the self-managed approach come from? Was that something sort of philosophical within you and your your co-founders, or, or was there some other story behind that? Uh, there's again uh, the answer is that there are more levels. So on the one hand, it's very it's very practical. Uh, what you often see is that founders or people who start companies they don't want to be micromanaged, so they 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 don't flourish that well in in big corporate environments. So. Uh, uh, so, so, so that, that's one topic. So we said, okay, it's funny that if people start companies, that if those companies grow, those entrepreneurs who started the company because they didn't want to be managed, they start to become managers uh, themselves. So we have to think about this. So that was one reason. And the other thing is that um, uh, if you want to scale company, self-organization, so decentralized decision-making just works much better. Uh, and the, and and the third thing is we uh, we just talked about is which actually I didn't realize uh, that well when we started self-organization is that if you work with self-organization and the company grows 
you have a you have you have a, a chance of doing the stuff you really would like to do. So in the beginning, when you're four people or ten people, you have a lot of stuff you do, but it's not your favorite topic. But 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 the longer and the bigger the company gets, the more we always can ask our people. You have a certain set of roles. What do you really like? So wh- mm-hmm. what are your A A roles and what are your B roles? And, and let's hire a person for the B roles. So the bigger the company gets in this kind of structure, the more people are can can really focus on the stuff they really love. So I'm I'm a very good example. We're 60 people now. In in the past, I also had the CFO role, which I did, but it's not my favorite uh, topic. <laughs> uh, I I like much more to write articles, uh, to do podcasts, to share our learnings, etc. Which also plays a role in scaling a company yeah? if you talk about recruiting etc so mm-hmm. so i think uh, life becomes uh, more beautiful uh, yeah um, down the road so to say that's really beautiful i just want to share <clears throat> excuse me um it's a lovely comment here i've just checked on linkedin thank you um adrian for this comment so, yeah fascinating topic we should care where the money comes from who am i paying back as a mortgage lender where do they get their money from as it relates to esg yeah and i think you know, there is definitely a generational shift, isn't there? That, you know, technology availability, okay, there's almost too much information sometimes, but we are able now more and more to weave together. Okay, so that company's investing here. Oh, that one's investing in mining or that one's investing in consumer goods. There's a lot more data starting to be available to everybody, Tom. Yeah, I think, let's say, what, what is my frustration? So I'm, I'm 53. Uh, and what's my frustration is that, that let's say if you just take the the new generation or not only Greta Thunberg but just in general uh, um, they understand much better that in 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 a world which is not endless uh, we really have to change something but my generation is just still destroying uh, our planet and 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 what I find so so confronting and also frustrating that I always ask myself my generation who would have the chance to change something why don't they change it they also have children and grandchildren I think so how do those people manage this so if you are a CEO of it doesn't only it doesn't have to be your all or all company it's more general topic mm-hmm. but but I would say, let's say those people, they attend those conferences and tell a lot of stuff in interviews why it's not able to 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 change much faster. And then they come, they they, they go back home or they're, they're, they're sitting with their ch- uh, grandchildren on the Sunday uh, eating cake, etc. And then I think, oh, what what kind of discussions do you have with your grandchildren or with your children? And that's what I find very frustrating. Uh, mm-hmm. And also in in a way very depressing. So uh, I really understand that that people feel very depressed, and especially the younger generation feels very depressed about 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 this incredible, uh, inactive, egoistic uh, way of behaving. God, you, you've you've opened up so many like rabbit holes, Tom. That I want to go down with you in our next our next twelve minutes because, as you say, this isn't just an industry specific challenge. But I will say, as someone that works within the chemicals industry, supplying pharmaceutical food, you know, our upstream raw material is always oil. It's fossil fuel. So I'm. So while yes, it's all industries. There's certain industries, Tom, that have more of an impact 
on a day-to-day -day basis. And one of those is my industry. So I'm having the conversations internally around degrowth to come back to that point that's on your heart yeah. and mind today. It is not a conversation that people want to be having because there is so much identity wrapped up in growing, growing, growing. And then, of course, back to your question, like what conversation happening around the dinner table? I think there's just absolute... I thought people were unconscious, Tom, but I don't think they are. A lot of people do realize this stuff's all connected. It's more a fear of letting go or reducing or not having as much. I think there's so much wrapped up in this consumption cycle. And I'm curious what you think some of the, what could be some of the triggers that maybe break that? Yeah, it's, it's difficult to say. Sometimes, sometimes I think that people on the individual level would, let's say if it's confidential, always agree on all those topics um because it's so obvious um so so i don't also in the financial sector i don't think that that people from let's say the starting point is it's not that people want to ruin the world mm -hmm. no I, I don't think so but 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 we all together in a kind of mechanism which is it's a kind of a machine we're not able to stop on the other hand we are voters so, so, so I think the only way of of changing this is 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 by voting or by political protests. So, if I just see what happened in the Netherlands with Shell, for instance, it was the the public opinion which forced the government to uh, to tell them not, uh, let's say, the the, the 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 big pension fund of the of the Dutch state, ABP. They they didn't invest anymore in in shell and fossil fuels. So I think I think I'm I'm not quite sure if we if if let's say our public protest as a citizen is probably the only solution we have because as long as you are in this kind of mechanism and you're competing with others, you can only say please state please governments please create a kind of new structure mm -hmm. like. We did in the past with, uh, let's say, voting rights for everybody, etc. That's the only way to solve it. But I, I don't believe in that the industry will 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 solve the problem for us. Yeah, no, I, I, I am with you, and I think bringing this full circle, the fact that you, Vizzy, as a company, are self-managed, just to weave this into Greta Thunberg, you know, activism, etc. For you know, I think it's fascinating that Extinction Rebellion, whatever anybody's yeah. view is, I, I actually had a look at their manifesto. It's one single page all about how they self-organize. One, not, not a big handbook of 100 pages. You must yeah. wear this. You must do this. These are your times off. This is when you take your holiday. Here's when you go to the toilet. One single page is what the whole of Extension Rebellion globally is based on, Tom. How fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think. But it's also in our company. Eh? We only have one rule, the golden rule. And that's it. We even don't have a handbook. So, But, but I think in general, for whole society, Everybody will su subscribe to it. The question is just to get it full circle. How do we how do we save this disaster, or how do we avoid this disaster? And I I actually don't believe, although I'm an entrepreneur, that we are able to solve this. We have to we have to solve this as citizens, and 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 speak up and uh, go demonstrating like uh, Greta Thunberg does. Yeah, and, and that's a big invitation, right? You know, I I do my own little bit of internal activism within my industry. I'm trying to do more and more of that. But, you know, I feel it in my body every day. Like, I know I could say and do more. But then there's that 
little bit of a pull of you've got a family, you've got this way of life, how much of that do you let go of? So it's like this continuous tension. And I feel it in my body every day, Tom. Yeah, and it's also a question, let's say, what 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 possibility do you have? Let's say if I if I speak up in the financial industry, I know that most people can't because they're on the payroll somewhere. So so I try to focus on let's say raising raising my voice or or sharing our opinions in in a sector where it is very difficult for a lot of people yeah. and 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 the reaction of those people on the individual level is please continue i totally agree but let's say in in my corporate environment it's very difficult for me because i also have to pay the rent and to send my children to school so which which is understandable yeah so, so let's focus on where we think our impact has the has the, has most uh, let's say most value or uh, has the highest influence. I love this so much. One of the things. So I've actually got a spiritual guide based in the Philippines who I've been getting supported by over the last year, Tom. And what she's doing is helping me sense into all of these different systemic, all these different weaves, all these inter multiple systems. I think this is also the old world, right? Is it's either or, or it's guarantees and assurance. And what we're really realizing is that it's everything at the same time. So, yes, we need to send our kids to school, but we can still speak up within our particular context. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like moving away from this or mindset to and, you know, there is always a possibility, but it's being very intentional about where you where you take that action. Yeah, it's yin and yang, huh? Continuously. Yeah. <laughs> So, so tell me what you're excited about. Like, I'm really intrigued. I, like, this is a very, it's a really a lovely layer on top of the last chat we had nearly two years ago, um, where we were very much focused on your self-management. And there's this beautiful self-management plus sort of systemic sort of weave that we're putting in today. I'm wondering, what are you most excited about? Whether it be, you know, busy, whether it be societally, you know, what's what's getting you excited these days, Tom? Yeah, it's also different stuff. Let's say on the one hand, I'm uh, I'm a very old father, so my children are six and five years old, and um, and let's say the joy and the simplicity of children is just uh, uh, yeah lovable or or beautiful, especially because you're we're so working with our minds all the time. Uh, that's one thing. On the other thing, the other thing is that the more you zoom out, the more I always end up with philosophy. So, which I find interesting is that all those questions we discuss are eternal questions, and they have been around all the time. It doesn't mean if it's Socrates or, and and you find it you find it everywhere in the world. So you can read Chinese philosophy, or it doesn't matter where it is. So, so um, which I on the other hand also find very disturbing. So, so these questions have been the same since ever. Yeah, but but the question is, do we really progress, uh, progress, or 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 are we just let's say moving faster towards our own uh, destiny of 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 destroying uh, this globe? So, which um, yeah, which and then the circle is around. So so it's a mixture of being positive. Uh, it's let's say it's the it's the the mind, the positive mind of the hope. And it's just the it's the negative, depressive side of 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 let's say the numbers, and and to balance this in let's say in in me as a person, that's my I don't know how I call this. Uh, sometimes a little bit easier, sometimes a little bit more difficult. 
Mm-hmm. People think that I'm very positive, but but that that's not the case. It's it's a kind of mixture, and I think it's my duty to 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 stay uh, positive. Uh, but there are also a lot of moments, especially in the evening when I've read too much stuff, uh, then 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 I also feel depressed. So um, so to balance this is uh, I think uh, something a lot of people uh, have to deal with. I love this. And the word I would use from a from my point of view, it is this just the paradox of being human, yeah. <laughs> the paradox of being a conscious or an increasingly conscious human. You know, one of my biggest challenges Tom, at the moment is I, I literally it's an addiction. Right. I, I drink soft drinks like I know they're not good for me. I know they come in a plastic bottle that comes from the chemicals that I sell. Yet I keep buying this stuff. Right. This, there's a classic example. Like, maybe yeah. someone gets the next upgrade of their mobile phone. But they don't really need the upgrade, but they're so used to getting the upgrade, you know. So it's just, it's, I think it's these little micro changes that we can make within ourselves that can, over time, actually make a difference as well. That's what I stay a bit hopeful for, as long as I do change. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but Jesse, the thing I'm sort of, as we start to wrap up, the thing I was most inspired by by COP26 actually that took for anyone that maybe hasn't followed the COP26 that happened in Glasgow a couple of weeks ago, major major meeting around trying to turn around our our planetary and environmental challenges was the youth how eloquent how clear how visionary how systemically sort of wise so many of the youth are as you said like like i didn't even think about this stuff till three years ago like and these these basically young people under the age of 25 have just yeah it blows my mind it blows my mind their the, understanding of the world and the, the, sometimes i'm positive so let's say I'm a historian. So if I just see that, for instance, the development of the United Nations uh, was a reaction to the Second World War, as an example, or if you take the 60s, uh, liberation, uh, etc., etc. I mean, it's we talk a lot about emancipation nowadays. That's not that's not that long ago. Uh, that's uh, the 70s. Uh, but the problem with let's say the environment is that it's it's we can't wait for this so it's a kind of it's it's at a certain point it's just too late so i mean you can you can let's say trying to figure out that everybody is able to elect could have taken let's say 100 years later but you would not ruin your world but climate is probably the first topic uh where where you just can't say okay perhaps it takes 50 years longer because it's just five past 12 or 10 past 12 and that's let's say from a historical point of view i think it's it's a unique situation but unique in a very negative way and that's and that's and that's something which is very very disturbing mm-hmm. wow we knew this had happened Tom. that's half an hour gone flow state this is what happens on this show we have amazing guests like tom we go all over the place and there's just amazing, amazing exploration. So I want to give you the last word and let you get on with the rest of your Monday, rest of this week, Tom. What's your invitation for anyone that's watching us live or or maybe watches us back? Any Anything you might suggest or invite them to read or consider as they go into their day? Um, as I said, um, <clears throat> the, the people who are much older or as old as I perhaps reflect on your grandchildren. And 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 the younger people uh, don't don't accept um, the situation you are in now and just and just just follow what is obvious. 
uh, and don't 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 listen too much to what uh, uh, those older generations have to tell you. Um, uh, follow your own path, though, to say and and speak up. Powerful stuff. Love it. So good to see you again, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward already to to watching this back and collecting the insights as an observer. So um, thanks for all you're doing and uh, let's keep in touch. Yeah, thank you, Gary. Thanks everyone for joining us. Adrian, thanks for the comment and uh, we'll see you all around. Cheers, Tom, and cheers, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us in that recent exploration. We hope you gained some value and we'd love to learn from you what you took away, what maybe challenged you, what new ideas that you have. Please do share this on your social media platforms if you feel moved. And you can find out more about HexoChange at hexochangenow.com where you can subscribe for the weekly or bi-weekly updates where I'll update you with regard to in-person events, blogs, blogs, service offerings, and other thoughts and ideas that come to mind. Hope to see you around.